Welcome to Cordell and Cordell's Men's Divorce Podcast, moderated by managing partner and CEO Scott Trout, bringing you information for guys before, during, and after divorce, and everything related to family law. This podcast is not to be taken as legal advice, and no attorney-client relationship is established. Welcome back to the Men's Divorce and Cordell and Cordell podcast. I'm Scott Trout, Managing Partner, CEO of Cordell and Cordell. And we're always bringing you information for guys before, during, and after divorce. And today's no different. We are joined by fellow partner in Colorado, Dorothy Walsh Ripka. Welcome, Dorothy. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, great. Let's kind of talk about one of the actually a really good topic, um, which is a money saver for people out there, being an active client. It's something that I think lawyers don't talk a lot about. Uh, you go and you make a phone call with a consultation and you just go through the facts. What's this? What's that? What can you do for me? What's your plan? And then you leave and you still feel stressed. You don't know what to do. And that's part of, I think, the problem, whether it's law or medicine, and you may be diagnosed with some terrible you know, a diagnosis, but now what do I do? You know, and you just want to busy yourself to keep your, you from that. But I think that's the, the, the part where we should start. And that is preparing yourself, right? Absolutely. And you make a good point with medical care. You should be your own advocate in a medical process. The same thing with going through a legal process like this. If you don't tell your attorney, they won't know. And this can be a huge stress saver and money saver for you if you get prepared. And part of that is having a plan. What do you want for your children? What's in their best interest? What do you want for your money? Do you want to keep your pension? What What's important? Do you want to keep the house? Do you want to think about not having to pay spousal maintenance? And thinking about ways that, you know, you can be sure that you understand the process before you really get enveloped in it. Because if you're just kind of thinking about it at that first consultation, you're going to be behind. So I would, I would suggest you're thinking about how to keep yourself ahead of the curve, how to keep yourself healthy and your children healthy as you enter into such a stressful process. Yeah, I think, you know, most people, let's just say this, most people will only go through it once. They've never gone through it before. We do have some that go through it multiple times. You know, they haven't learned their lesson yet. But, (laughs) you know, where do you begin? That's the thing is, you know, yeah, I'm going to call a lawyer, uh, but I don't know anything about what they should ask. You can do a lot of, you know, research online and Google and and kind of figure it out. But I think it's always good to employ other experts, counselors, if you have kids for yourself for mental health check, physical health check. But maybe it's about, you know, preparing some notes and just random thoughts, journaling about what should I be asking. But that starts with, obviously, we talk a lot about this the importance of this, and that is the selection of your attorney, that relationship, right? It's so important that you uh, look into this and you wouldn't pick your your cancer doctor without doing research, without talking to people, without making sure they specialize in the field upon which you need an expert in. And so interviewing your attorney is really key. Um, Hearing how your attorney plans to be your teammate through this process Um, so that you will feel comfortable listening to their advice. Because that's one of the really key things is finding someone you trust, who you can disclose your deep, dark, you know, secrets to um, so that they can protect you through the process. And, you know, the disclosure to your attorney is really the key on on, on all elements. As divorce lawyers, 
we've heard it all, right? So right. we're not we're not going to judge anyone. We're not going to think you're a bad person for wanting to save money or wanting to have a different parenting time schedule. We want to do what's in your interests. And therefore, knowing your goals is really the key to having effective representation. Yeah. And I th- it, we've always said choosing a lawyer is like choosing a doctor. It's a very intimate, very personal. I mean, if you have kids, you're putting your kids' hands in the lawyer's lap or, you know, whatever, your, your property in their hands and yes. everything that's most important to you. You're relying on someone you've never met before that you don't know anything about. It's like, you know, my youngest was having surgery yesterday on his shoulder. And I'm just, you know, prepping and I'm thinking, I'm going to look up this anesthesiologist. And not that I was going to make a change, but I wanted to know more about this person. I was going to meet them. And, you know, not that I would do anything differently, but I'm just, I'm looking it up. And lo and behold, the person's outstanding and, and the whole medical care was good. And it's as important as that is if you base your decisions on someone, you know, that is, you understand it's not just a referral, it's someone who you, know, you trust. I think that's the key. And then you want to share your goals and make sure that you're aligned, right? Absolutely. And one of the things that I think you and I probably both saw when we started practicing is a lot of lawyers would say, okay, come in, come see me. Okay, now I'm going to take care of everything. And that's really not the best way to have representation because an outcome I could get for a client where they're over the moon ecstatic, another client could feel defeated because I didn't reach their goals. And so throughout the process of the client, you have to continue to reassess your goals and continue to share that information with your lawyer. Because again, we're only as good as you let us be. And yeah. if, you know, if I don't know what my client wants, how can I get it for them? Right. Yeah. I always say I was talking to one of my clients. I said, trust me on this one. Trust me. You hired me for a reason. Trust me. I'm on your side. You know, trust the, 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 the recommendations that I'm giving you. And that is key. So, you know, we get through that process of selection. You know, they, they've chosen you, you choose a lawyer for a reason and, so now let's talk about the process. A lot of that is saving money, about advancing your case and making sure you're prepared. What what should guys be thinking about after they've made the selection? They're in the middle of it now, and now they're meeting with lawyers, their lawyer along the way. What should they be thinking about to kind of maximize and be active in that process? Well, one of the things that I think people shy away from doing is asking questions because they don't want to feel like they don't know what's happening um, and they feel embarrassed. Maybe their attorneys told them before. And one of the things that I think is really helpful is I send my clients the law and I ask them to read it and I ask them to interact with me, give me facts to support the law. And But don't be afraid uh, to advocate again for yourself. Ask questions so that you're prepared. Because I always tell clients, I couldn't do your job. Don't Don't assume that I'm expecting you to do mine. My job is to help you be prepared. My job is to explain the process. So, you know, really making sure as as a client advocates for themselves through the process, being prepared, know what's happening. And again, disclosure, you know, knowing that you have to disclose information, do it on time, meet the deadlines your attorney gives you. You know, we don't give deadlines to clients to be a pain. We do it to help them advance their case make sure they look like they're on the up and up and that they're being, you know, fully disclosing everything to the court. So you have started creating a real credible uh, persona with the judge, which is very important. Um, And again, I hate to say this because it does sound a little judgmental, but please don't listen to friends or coworkers or or stories you read on the internet. As, As Scott said, you've hired us for a reason, like listen to us. 
And every case is so factually different and it's so factually sensitive based on the state or even the county you're in. And so, you know, when you hire an expert, you need to listen to them instead of, you know, saying, well, my buddy told me this, you know, let us, let us help you through the process because that's what you hire us for is to make this process happen smoothly. It's a great point because I just, my client called me last week and said, well, my accountant told me that this isn't right, that I'm not getting X, Y, and Z in this case. I'm thinking, well, okay, client, uh, I don't give your accountant tax advice on April 15th uh, on what he or she should be doing. Just like, you know, ignore what they're saying because they don't know. And I just was on the radio talking about this very thing is that don't take for gospel everything your friends, family, cousin, niece, nephew, neighbor say about their friends, friends, brother's case, because all cases are different and they are. And you can get a different result with the same facts from the same judge 10 times out of 10. And it just is what it is. And I think that's understanding the process, trusting your lawyer. Now, if you lose trust, then you you should be thinking about going elsewhere because that relationship is never going to work. You know, if I'm going in for surgery and I don't trust the surgeon, I should probably pick a different surgeon, you know, and then that's just, the, I'm not going to be offended. Uh, and that's what I think is so key. But also, as you talk about understanding the process and full disclosure, uh, tell your attorney everything. Don't hide things. Don't keep things under wraps. You know, we can certainly deal with things before um, and we know about it before having to react to it, being proactive. I always say, uh, I want to be a fire suppressant, not a firefighter, right? Perfect. Yeah. And, and you and you want to be sure you can protect your client. And sometimes the best way to do that is get out bad information first. And if you don't know about it, you can't do it. And one thing I was going to say, too, that I think is really important is making sure you understand what your obligations are from a court order perspective. That's one way to get in trouble. We were talking about wanting to be on the judge's good side, make sure the judge knows that we're really a, a good, credible person and making sure you are asking that that question. Is this a court ordered obligation? When do I have to pay this by? What you know, making sure you're complying with court orders because that's another thing that costs you a lot of money if you fail to to comply with court orders. And it really causes you to lose a lot of credibility. And, and it can sometimes even damage your relationship between client and attorney because, you know, there is that lack of trust can develop if a client doesn't understand their the obligations that they're under. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't be embarrassed to not understand. It's okay. Right. In fact, I, I assume you won't or don't understand. And I want you to ask me repeatedly the same question. And then tomorrow, ask me the same question and I'll walk you through it because stress takes away all forms of logic and understanding. It does. And you hear every third word because, you know, your heart's racing, your blood pressure's up and, you know, now all the blood's away from your brain and you're not processing information. It is what it is. And that's okay. But questions are good. I I try to tell my clients, ask them, ask them, ask them repeatedly so that we, I know you have a full understanding and you're making an informed decision. It's, you know, I laugh about, the pharmaceutical ads that talk about may cause bleeding, sudden death, you know, murder. Of course, they're making full disclosure because they want you to fully be aware of what you're taking and what it's going to cause before you do it. And and that's why it sounds so crazy when like I think, why would I ever take that drug if it causes all those side effects? And but that's the point is uh, transparency. That's so important with your attorney, because I can tell you there are attorneys out there that 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 aren't that um, 
they know better than their clients and they're just going to kind of force and ramrod it down. And, um, and then, you know, it just never seeks to be a good relationship because in the end, which is kind of where we are, kind of the next phase is in the end, uh, it's a very sour relationship. They're not happy. You know, divorce is difficult. There are no winners. It's degrees of losing. You're going to walk away with less than what you started. No doubt. I mean, I don't care if it's a penny or a million. You're walking away with something less than what you started, period. So we have to do something along the way to get to that end point, which is kind of where we transition to in, in our conversation. And in and, and the end is, what, do you, what, do, what should they be expecting? What should they be looking to do when they have an order or they have a settlement or they're considering a settlement? What are the tips that they should be thinking about with their attorney that they've chosen, that they trust when they're in that end stage of the case? Well, it's really important you walk through the final order. Sometimes clients are so frustrated with the process and they're so over it and they're like, just send me everything I want to be done. But it's really important you have that final meeting with your attorney and you go through, here are your obligations, here, here are the deadlines, here's everything you need to do. Oh, and by the way, this is never able to be modified. For instance, property division, it's final. However, your maintenance obligation, here are the terms upon which you can modify. It's important to understand those parameters again, so we're in compliance with court orders, and so you can, again, advocate for yourself in the event you need to change a parenting time order or a maintenance order in the future. And so don't underestimate the necessity of that final meeting, that final discussion point, and then also looking at whether or not you need to, you know, converse with some other experts. Do you need to get a trust attorney involved? You know, do you need to update your, your finances? Do you need to update your estate plan? Do you need to update your insurance beneficiaries? Some states have automatic termination of those upon divorce, but most do not. So you have to take affirmative steps um, after that, you know, pensions. If you're awarded the pension, but you never change the beneficiary, you've defeated the purpose, right? So you have to make sure you're taking, again, some additional steps you know, to make sure that you're protecting yourself with the help of your attorney. And honestly, I, I hate to say this too, but I often will discuss prenups at that point too. Yeah, right. Because you can save yourself potentially, again, a lot of time and money down the road, especially because sometimes people are already in relationships at the time the divorce ends. And, you know, look, let's think about the future so we don't do this again, right? Yeah. So there is an <clears throat> expert when you talk about preparing for life after, after divorce, not life after death, which is almost one of the same. Um, there was an expert in Houston, and she started this for guys who happened to be uh, the primary source of income, the primary breadwinner, worked a lot, didn't really, wasn't involved in home or kids. And so this person was hired after divorce to help them understand is, okay, how do I grocery shop? Where do I go? The simple things of maintaining a household making sure it's organized and cleaned and budgeting. You know, guys may have that part, but there is a life after divorce. And so it right. is preparing for that. And it's it, divorce comes in an abrupt end. You know, when one day it's like Dorothy's calling me and saying, here's your judgment, here's our rights, or everything's good, good luck. And there, yeah. there is a life. There's a moment where you should be taking that next step, right? Yeah, absolutely. And even whether you're in the pre-divorce process, during, you're actually in it right now, or you're in the post you know, the only thing you can control in all of this is yourself. So I really recommend, you know, again, being being proactive, thinking about how you can best, you know, move through that next stage, whatever that stage is for you to make sure that you're advocating for yourself. Yeah, there is a, a quote, and I'm, I'm sure I'm going to misquote it from Princess Bride <laughs> that says, let's just deal with what we have. And that's, I mean, it reminds me of that, that calmness of, 
you think about COVID, right? We couldn't control COVID. We couldn't control what the government was doing with masks and shutdowns and quarantines, but you can work and navigate the process with what you've been given. So that is true. Let's just work with what we have. And that is what we're asking clients to do is, hey, honestly, if you didn't want the divorce, you can't control it. But what you can do, you can control your choices, the options perhaps, and what you're choosing and who you're choosing in terms of your lawyer and, and just deal with what you have. And let's kind of make, you know, lemonade out of lemon or, you know, and that's really what we're looking for. So that's really good. Good stuff, Dorothy. I appreciate it. You know, these are the types of tips and real life scenarios that, that everybody wants to hear on this podcast that they can walk away with. And now we've just created a good checklist for them to ask the lawyer when they're finding one and finding one and exclusively practices in family law like you do. So yes. thanks for joining. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So continue to check us out on YouTube. There's a uh, YouTube channel with Cordell and Cordell filled with information just like this. But more importantly, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast on uh, Apple iTunes. You'll be alerted every time we download and drop a new episode. And then also go to social media. There's a virtual town hall every month where you can log in, log on live, not just watch recorded and listen to great stuff like this. But you can log on during a 30-minute segment during the afternoon, during the morning, whatever is your time zone, and ask questions and get answers. And you're not going to get legal advice, but you're going to get good direction. And you're going to get some points where you can take that and find a lawyer who practices in family law like we do. So check us out on the web, CordellCordell.com. Check out our YouTube channel and all of our social media. And check out that virtual town hall. Love to see you attend. Ask questions. We have a panel of lawyers waiting to hear from you. So until next time. Have a great week.